Hey, everyone. Welcome to the new media show. My name is Todd Cochran. Of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenlee. Rob, how are you doing? I'm doing terrific, Todd. It's great to be here. It is. And uh, we've, I tell you, it's been a bit. It never is not busy. It's been, I mean, it, I've been slammed for the like the last, what is today? Wednesday? It's only Wednesday, Todd. Ever since I got back from podcast <laughs> movement, it's like, I'm eating at my desk. Um, it's crazy, but we've got a lot going on and internally at Blueberry. We're we're launching stuff, and so it's it's been it's been insane. Matter of fact, we're launching the beta of our dashboard. If they get all the bug fixes, I found today <laughs> resolved. So right. you know the last you know the last hurrah testing, clicking everything, and making sure it does what it's supposed to do. <laughs> So anyone out there that's a Blueberry customer, um, when we release the beta of the dashboard, use it at your own risk. <laughs> but yeah, it's just been been busy. Then all the other stuff that's going on in the world and watching what's happening. I do have to mention being a vet, I have had a, uh, it's been it's been an interesting week watching things going on in Afghanistan. And, you know, yeah. my, my heart really goes out to those that helped us which, you know, I haven't been in Afghanistan since 2000 and who, what, what year would it have been? 2007. And, uh, so I just hope they got everybody out that I worked with and, um, because you know, those folks put their neck on the line. So yeah, hearts go out to those folks and Americans, of course, there as well. So I think we all can uh, probably agree with that without it being political. So, yeah. Oh yeah, I think you know the safety of Americans is certainly important. Yep. So that's been so. a little bit on my mind, and I've had a few Facebook posts, uh, you know, kind of expressing my opinion. Uh, it's just a big damn train wreck. Excuse my expression. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I think it's safe to say it certainly could have been handled better. Um, but anyway, I you know what one of the big things that's been bubbling around the podcasting space oh. the last couple of days is around, uh, you know, the, the impacts and the complications around, um, exclusives, right? So when you start thinking about the domino effect of this industry, uh, moving towards exclusives and subscriptions and thinking about, you know, what's the future of RSS, uh, all these topics kind of converge on each other, actually, the more you dig into it. And you know, so. what's, what makes me chuckle, Tanner, um, <laughs> Is is the um some of the news out today about the impact of being exclusive and you know maybe being exclusive is well maybe good to cash the check at a hundred million dollars <laughs> but by golly the uh, you know so I guess what is that that's over what is if 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 we want to think about it two different ways and what I'm referring to everyone is there is a um post out by the verge and uh this writer over there she's she, she'd been knocking it out of the ballpark um the dangers of being locked in and that's that's what I that's how I'm calling it the dangers of being right. locked in to a hosting or distribution platform is you could lose influence. Yeah. I think, uh, 
the history of podcasting has kind of shown that to some degree, you know, my own experience with it too. I, I, I think it logically makes sense. I think that the big variable is how much, you know, uh, is that impact? There's a price to pay for making a change like that. It, it just follows logic. We, we, um, we had talked about right. what would happen with his right. show numbers and everything when he went over there. Yeah. I mean, you can't expect everybody that follows him to want to be on the Spotify platform, right? Well, well I mean, some people can't get a show because it's not available in the country they live in. Yeah. Well, besides that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's fewer choices for getting his content. So of course that's going to have an impact on people, you know, to think it's not is a little naive actually. But, it, um, but yeah. Rob, it, Rob, it, it goes back to what we've talked about before. We're, I hate to use this phrase, but we're damned if we do damned if we don't. So let's, let's think about it for a second. Right. You know, in his case, easy choice, you know, that big fat, yeah. that, you know, the bank account exploding that, you know, right. Who, who's going to walk away from a hundred million dollar exclusive deal? Now, there's not very many of us in the podcasting space mm-hmm. that would do that. If they called us, Rob, and said, do you want to be exclusive on Spotify for a million dollars? We, You and I would be like, uh, come join us over on Spotify. <laughs> well, I don't know. In our particular situation, I'm not sure that's much of an option for us, but yeah. Well, come on. If they came and said, Todd well, and Rob, we'll give you a million dollars. To come well, over okay. to Spotify. All right. Come I on. I guess we could. Yeah. I guess we'd have to quit our jobs at that point, right? Because uh, then we'd be a, a shill for the Spotify platform, and I don't know that that's <laughs> what we want to do, right? So, right. So, but so, still, the average yeah. the average podcaster, you know, <laughs> yeah, bon voyage. I mean, I'm I'm out of here, you know. So yeah. it would have to make me even think two or three times. I'd have to say, what are their long term ramifications of being over there? Um, but I do know that for my personal show, my tech show, I think it would be devastating. Right. Right. You know, I, I really, and think I think it that's the case for most shows actually. I mean, I, Joe is, Joe had such a, a big lead against everybody else in the podcasting space that he could actually afford to lose a little bit of audience. Right. right. But you know, what's interesting about the article though, is it, it, it doesn't have direct access to his numbers. So they're having to extrapolate well, it based on other, other factors, right? There was like, some, his, like the impact of the new followers that his guests have on his show is one of the, the metrics that they use in the article to gauge the reduction in Joe's influence. Mm-hmm. Right. Not necessarily, you know, I don't know that we've been able to hundred percent quantify that he's lost like a third of his audience or something like that. I don't know that, that's private information, right? It's well, they public. they released, and oh, I should have this already here. Here we mm-hmm. go. Don't eat me, James Cridland. That he's been posting information that Spotify has been releasing, talking about um, the glo- the global top podcast and U.S. top podcast, and the number right. of hours. And he did some extrapolation and came up with some numbers too. Right. Again, it's pure extrapolation. But to me, and I've said this, I, I did a presentation for years, for two years. It was about if you're if you're new to 
okay, so let's not let's let's leave Joe out of the conversation. Okay. Let's just you know, he's the anomaly. Let's just throw him out. And in anyone else it's a celebrity or anything like that. Let's just talk about our average ninety eight percenter, you know, the average podcaster who's you know, uh, the gal that's got together with her girlfriend or a partner or, the, you know, some guy in his basement or what, whatever you want to picture, po uh, independent podcaster. And most independent podcasters, again, pretty sophisticated. So we got to quit using that term, maybe in their home studio, okay? Um, mm -hmm. If that individual did not have influence in their content space before they started podcasting, I've always said that part of the reason my tech show was so successful was I gained influence. I didn't have influence at the beginning. I, I had none, zero. I was a horrible blogger, horrible. And then I started a podcast and then it's not too long and I'm drinking McAllen 18, you know, in, in the GoPro booth with this, their CEO from covering them years before so is that does that equate I mean me drinking mccallan with the gopro ceo does that equate influence maybe i just made a friend but ultimately the goal was was to be able to in that in my show was to be able to gain influence in the tech space and so what do we what is that done now that's build a team that can basically get a booth at, at the, one of the world's largest trade shows, comped, bandwidth, security, mm -hmm. to cover the show. So they think we're influential. So the, the goal ultimately for the show is to gain influence, become an authority. And when, so, in, when someone says you're losing influence or you're losing authority, that has a direct correlation to the success of my podcast in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So if throwing Joe back in the scheme of things here, if Verge is saying he's losing influence, to me, that's like, boy, the red sirens should be going off for him. Right. Well, it's, I mean, I mean, to be fair to Joe, it's, it's a complex question because there sure. can be lots of factors sure. that go into losing influence, right? It yeah. could be, maybe his topics aren't as engaging. Maybe, maybe because of, he feels under pressure from Spotify to not go into extremely controversial topic areas because of his relationship with Spotify. There may be factors of maybe he's, uh, maybe he's kind of burning out with his audience to some degree. Maybe that audience is moving on to other talent out there. That, Could be. Right. There's a lot of factors that go into this too. I know that the article, the Verge article talked about how, which obviously when he shifted um, over from doing his videos on YouTube to only doing the videos on Spotify, his YouTube traffic plummeted. Of course. And it basically flatlined, which is kind of, I would imagine what happened to is, still existing RSS feed that's in the, the podcasting space that has one episode in it. I can't imagine that's growing. So, so it does make sense. What we don't know is what the numbers are over on Spotify, yeah. right? Yeah. To counterbalance this discussion. Um, so that's, what's difficult about it, but, but it does Todd, I, I think backing up like you were trying to there for a minute, um, thinking about this logically, um, you know, should podcasters and should the industry move towards, you know, 
embracing this exclusivity stuff and, and, and putting shows on walls and making them only, only available on certain platforms. That was the game. And we've talked about this on this show before. That's the game that big media companies have played with content for years. So in some ways we're, we're not progressing. We're actually going back. And um, in, in the end, who's getting screwed? Usually it's the it's, content creators. It's the content creator. It's the, the strategy of exclusives. And let's be very clear about it. It was designed to benefit the platforms. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? You're using that content as a lever to get users onto your platform, mm-hmm. right? That doesn't always benefit the content creator. So, because the content creator is focused on building as big of audience as they mm-hmm. can. And that's, that's, that's where this whole discussion, if you sum it down to the bottom line, that's where this really is an important discussion to have. And then moving in this direction, like we've talked about in prior episodes too, puts RSS under threat too. That's right. Right. So what do we want in the podcasting industry? Do we want an open level playing field for all content providers to distribute far and wide? And for the content creator to have total control over their content, or are we going to allow, you know, these big platforms to come in and dominate what we're doing? There, there's two arguments to this. Well, it's a, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm preaching to the choir, Rob. I know, I know we are, but it's, you know, it's, it, it, it needs to be restated again because this is, this is, there's a lot of people starting to think that. Doing the exclusive game is the way to go. Mm. Well, we'll leave the lights on for you as the uh, famous uh, low-cost uh, hotel Joe chains. Has, right? <laughs> <laughs> he still has his RSS feed on Lipson, so you know there's just one episode in there. So just in case, just in case. <laughs> I, I just, ah, oh, I've. I've really worked so hard and taken so much abuse over so many years of telling podcasters, own your brand, own your.com, build on your own website, control your feed. I've, I've said that to him. I want to puke and gotten so much abuse for it over the years. Not as much in recent years, but in, in the early days, it was, it was pretty brutal. Um, all on this premises that I knew where we came from. Right. You know, not just because I'm a podcast hosting company owner, it's because I'm a podcaster and I knew what gatekeepers did to the space or were preventing to happen. The space would not, you know, podcasting would not exist if there had not been gatekeepers before. The whole premises of Adam Curry and John C. Dvork, not John C. Dvork, excuse me, Rob, uh, uh, Dave Weiner, right, was the the ability to go around the man, the e, the you know, to beat the ecosystem. To, to, yeah, to to level the playing field for people that want right. to create content, right? It, because this was a big media um, strategy that help build platforms and, and, right? and, or, or, or in those cases, studios and networks. And if you look at YouTube, now let's just think about right. YouTube, Facebook, and Google. And they're all you know, two and two and one, right? What did YouTube do is purely brilliant because they, they, they made a, a platform 
for people to come in and share video content. We're all could be coalesced under one, one whole ecosystem. We're streaming right. live right now on YouTube live. We're on Facebook live. We've got people watching. They, they made this beautiful thing where people could come in and then what has happened over the years is they've tightened up the monetization restrictions. Right. They've, they've run more ads. They've, they've uh, censored content. They've shadow banned content. They've, they've done all these things that we're so against in the podcasting space. Mm -hmm. And what makes podcasting still the only true free open medium that's left. It's let's be frank. What else, what else is open? It's not nothing. What else is open? Podcasting is it. Everything else is on a controlled platform, Twitter, Facebook, uh, all of that is on closed loop, controlled, moderated platforms. Right. What, what, else, what else? Blogs? I guess blogs still exist mm -hmm. in the open. Podcasts right. are open. Someone else in the audience, help me. What else is open? That's truly open that the man doesn't control on the web. Is there anything? I'm pro there's probably more. I don't, I don't think at the scale. The not, podcast no, not at scale. There's the individual pieces here. Yeah. You can do e-commerce on, you can do an e-commerce by yourself. So it's from that instance, you can still do business. And in some degree, like a, like a self-hosted, uh, WordPress is kind of, it, it does play into that same. Paradigm. Right. It does. So I, I uh, think that when you have these big entities with such huge, huge reach, you know, just, you know, you think about the reach that iHeart, Pandora, Spotify, YouTube, all these platforms, they have these right. great reach. And we, you know, we're all getting the benefits of those, that reach. So don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not bashing them. But at the same time, in the back of my head, I always think it could be taken away tomorrow. Because these are businesses that have bottom lines. And they could change their model at any given point, and they do. And mm -hmm. what if you're part of the Google does it all the time on search results? You know, you you might be the you may win or you may lose, and when Google makes a a change. So the way I look at it is, I'll still at least have my website if I pay the bill. <laughs> right. Todd, I wanted to mention something else and get your thoughts on this too. But the 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 article that was put out by by Michael, who's the head of Anchor um, Podcasts, about the change that they made to um, making RSS a requested option. Oh, did right? he wrote write an article on that? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. It was a blog. Yeah. It was kind of like a blog post or anything, and I'm, I, I doubt it, but, but I'm going to be writing an article. I'm actually mostly done with the article that's going to quote him, um, about this topic, about the, the case that he made in that article for why he, they made the switch from, you know, making RSS feeds required with every show that was created in anchor, um, you know, making that optional. And then also at the same time, uh, removing the automatic submission feature over to Apple, which was, you know, so his, their justification for this was creator control, Todd, 
We want to empower the creator to have choice in what platforms they want to have their show available in. Right. So, so if, and, and my comment back, and I'm going to talk about this in the article too, is, is, um, uh, that's like the perfect play to play into exclusive content, right? That's the argument that a platform would make to, to say that, that really the best choice is having your show only with us. Yes. You can be exclusive on Spotify. Right. So now all those new podcasters, which, which kind of is a double-edged sword, right? It cuts against them and cuts for them at the same time, which is really rather ironic. You know, your, your position has been, it's like, shh, don't say anything. Cause shh, they're kind of shh, cutting, cu- shh, cutting their own throat here. But Rob, but why, are you post, why are you posting a blog post? Come on. They're, they're actually cutting their own throat is what they're doing at the same time. But they, maybe they don't realize it, or maybe this is, this is a strategy to kind of deceive a little bit. I don't know. Oh, would you say it's a strategy to, okay. So. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to piss a bunch of people off. So if you are a someone that knows nothing about podcasting, and you think, gosh, I want to be a podcaster. Here's this free service. Let me go over there and get on that. And I can be exclusive on Spotify. That makes me feel real special. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm, that, that's, that, wow. That sounds good. And they just don't know any better. Until, until they listen to the Todd and Rob on the new media show and say, what has happened? Right. And you look at what's happening to Joe Rogan, which losing there's in, thousands of podcasts. Losing influence. Be, be Joe Rogan, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not exactly looking like the trajectory of his show is growth. Sure, he made a bunch of money, but well, money is money is a pretty big motivator, right? Right, <laughs> right, right, right. It is. But let's say Joe decided tomorrow that he was going to go back to his RSS feed again. Well, he can't. He's under no, contract. I, <laughs> I understand that, but let's say the contract expires. He makes the shift back again. Would his show start to grow again? Good question. I don't know. Would he feel constrained, no longer constrained? Would he no longer feel constrained to play politics? If he's, we're not saying that he is, then maybe. Well, and get, get deeper into more controversial topics that actually drive audience mm-hmm. and, and feel less like there's somebody telling him what he can and can't do. We, we, we need to stop doing the show and giving out multi-million dollars worth of advice. Well, we're trying to help podcasters make good decisions here. That's what I'm, that, they're, they're that's not, that's what I want. They're not listening to this show. Podcasters aren't? Well, they're, they're listening to the, they're getting advice on Facebook from those who have been lured in by the little shining lure mm-hmm. that suck them in. Right. And ultimately they, they don't 
And I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this right now do not agree with me. And that's fine. Please let us, please send your email to Todd at Blueberry.com or Rob at Rob G at Libsyn.com. Tell us your thoughts. But I, I, Yeah. yeah. I could say more. I'm just going to make more people angry. <laughs> but, uh, and hey, I am on Spotify. This show is on Spotify. We're happy to be over there. But we're. Yeah, it's, it's kind of how you approach this, right? Mm-hmm. It's not so much that we're um, saying that you shouldn't be on these sure. platforms. Sure. But it, it's like turning the tables, right? It, it's, I kind of say it almost like, in the stance of what you do with, let's say a credit card, right? Um, if you're smart, you use the credit card to buy things for a whole month and you put off actually paying for them for a month. And at the end of the month, you pay off the credit card, right? Yep. I do. And every, every once in a while, I have to pay a little bit more the following month because I didn't pay it all off the first month, but yeah, usually we try to clear the bill and and not incur interest. (laughs) Yeah. and, And so that's, that's an analogy, right? Yeah. Using that visa as something to your advantage, right? Because I've been of this opinion for, for a long time that the I don't get credit card offers from credit card companies because um because, you don't hold a balance. Well, they don't they think of me as a deadbeat. Right. Because I I don't have a carryover balance. Right, right. Right. So they don't advocate for me to get another credit card. Yeah. Even though I can go to any bank I want right now and get a credit card, but they're still making their two and a half, three percent on the front end against the merchant. Right. Yeah, so they're exactly. not losing out. Right. So I sign up for the reward programs. Right. So I actually earn points that I can buy against when I go to Amazon. Sure. But I don't pay any interest. I don't right. pay any any card fees or anything. So to to the banks, I'm I'm kind of like a half of a customer, right? Mm-hmm. So they don't really care about me. But people that have poor credit, people that don't pay their balances every month, they get flooded with credit card offers every day, right? They want, those are the people that they want. It's, it's, it's kind of like this. Let's, let's use these platforms to our advantage. Don't play into their advantage, play into your advantage. You brought that analogy home. Bravo. We need a, we need an applause emoji. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's true. You know, let's take our pound of flesh out of them. Right. <laughs> but I did get some response. Mm. So, no, I cannot buy into podcasts that are not in two tiers of inventory. So there is podcast, there is Spotify exclusives, and then there are Spotify I call them second tier partners. And then everyone else <laughs> falls below the line and no use currently, at least me, could not buy against those shows. Because I was right. I, I, I was trying, I was going to buy against this show and run an ad in front of this show on Spotify if I could do it. I, and I couldn't. <laughs> and I tried. But they mm-hmm. said that inventory is not available. So that tells you something in another instance too. Right. But There's still long? some limitations to what they can do. But for how long? Right. For how well, long? 
I think it depends on how unified this community is around the principles that we want to stand on. So it goes back to what we talked about in an earlier show is, is it time, <laughs> you know, to, I don't, I don't like to use the word union, <laughs> but is it time to, to organize and, uh, you know, start putting all this content underneath a, a wrapper. So. Right. And a, in, in building a, a unifying uh, uh, thought process on Spotify is kind of not the idea, which is what well, Michael from, from anchor was trying to do by saying that, you know, we're giving the content creator choice on where they put their mm, podcasts. Yeah. Right. So do we, and so do you, you can be anywhere you right. want. Right. Not just one place. We give you, we give you choice. Yeah, that's, right. the, that's the irony. It's such, it's such a word play. Oh, it is. My God. It is. Podcasting is, is the, am I using the right analogy, the epitome or the right term, the epitome of choice? Yeah. <laughs> it is. And it's always been that way. And it's really the origins of this oh. medium. And, and it gets back to Todd, like this show really represents is we're defenders of the culture of podcasting that has been with us for 17 years. And what we, raise objection to are the things that kind of there's interest and desire out there to take advantage of us. It's not what is, it's what could happen. This is right. what we're trying to prevent. Right. It's in, in, in it's creeping, you know, yeah. it, it's just like, it's just like the Chinese. They have a hundred, the Chinese government has a hundred year plan and they just right. little by little, they do the things they need to get things done, to get things where they want to be. That's, and this is what happens with big companies. They say, well, here's our, here's our five-year strategy. Shh. Mm -hmm. Now, we're not going to talk about yeah. what we're going to do in two, three, four, and five, but here's the strategy. For, here's the incremental steps we're going to take to take, to take over, to be the overlords of podcasting. Yeah, well, <laughs> some actually are much more um, outward about that, right, um, than others. But, yeah, but yeah I... I would say that, uh, that is, that is to be expected, you know, that companies have a strategy and they have an approach to capture more market share, get larger, grow revenue. That's what they're in business to do. So, so I can't really fault them for doing that because that's what they do, but they have, they us, have shareholders to respond to. Right, <laughs> right. Con content creators just need to recognize that and not fall into the trap right. if they don't want to. Sure. Joe Rogan fell into the trap. No, he didn't fall in the track. He didn't fall in the track, Robbie. He cashed in. You can't I say. I know. That's what, well, that's what I was just about to say. He <laughs> fell into the trap and he got a hundred million dollars. Well, well, right. right. <laughs> it came, it came raining down from the sky onto his life. You right? know, so, so, you know, winner, winner, chicken dinner. He's, he hit the jackpot. Yeah. It's just like, but I'm sure he, I'm sure Toddy has a good little exit clause too. But you know, I had a friend of mine that uh, hit five thousand dollars on a slot machine the other day, and uh, you know, and guess what? There was a price for that: thirty percent, thirty percent tax was withheld from that five thousand dollars. Yeah, or actually, it was yeah, one. Todd, so there's a tax for right. winning. <laughs> well, and Todd, also, I'll raise another little funny point on this: who who is really responsible for? Joe Rogan's show declining in influence. Is it Joe or is it Spotify? Oh, good question. 
Depends. And I don't listen to Joe's show. So someone that listens to Joe's show is going to have to tell us, has the show changed? You know, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's changed. I haven't, I haven't listened. I listened to, I listened to the episode with Adam Curry on it. That's the only episode I've ever listened to of Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah, and, I've watched. And it was so, it was, of them. it was yeah. so discombobulated all over the place. You think this show's crazy. My God. But, you know, he does it in a way that works. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And at the end of the day, he did a licensing deal. Right. So right. those kind of deals can be pulled out of. I mean, I'm sure that they have a term. Oh, I'm sure. Um, I'm I don't sh- know if, if the deal involved any stock in the company or any kind of deeper engagement layer with him, with the company. but. You know, I mean, obviously Spotify is using him to grow users Mm -hmm. and it appears that that has been relatively successful, but Joe obviously is maybe paying a price for that, for that hundred million dollars too. Potentially. Yes. Could, well, the the bigger question is if he would have kept growing his show as an RSS feed, could he actually have earned more revenue than what he's making from Spotify? Mm. That's that's, that's another bigger question. Plus he wasn't even on Spotify before right, he did that right, deal. Right, right, So I think all of us would heavily consider moving to a platform exclusively if they gave us enough money. So let's just give that as a given. And then let's, right. let's then go back to what's going to happen for the 99.5% rest of us that don't get a deal like that. Yeah. So the strategy that was presented on this show some time ago by a podcaster about going exclusive on the platform. I wonder, wonder how Tanner has intercepted this information. And I wonder if he's thinking about maybe it's not rethinking the idea of being exclusive to one platform. Well, I think he's thinking about it right now in regards to Fireside. And I have seen a group of content creators over there de- definitely contemplating that. Um, but I, I did a session over there. Fire who? Fireside <laughs> who? chat. Who? Yeah. Fireside who? Fireside, right. Okay, whatever. Um, yeah, and they've – it's – it's very similar to, you know, Clubhouse. Basically. I mean, I, I just did a session over there, but they did add video. There's a video layer to this, too. Based on um, what uh, Mr. Mark Cuban said to the podcasting community, uh, Fireside is dead to me. So. Well, you know, I, yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen your not tweet. sure that he had a clear perspective on no I've seen your guys' tweets <laughs> who 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 he was talking to and what the culture of this medium is and it gets uh, gets that resonated with us but did it resonate with other podcasters at podcast movement did they even understand the, the ramifications did they, did they understand they were being talked down to I think so mm-hmm. I think it yeah I think so yeah just like uh, people have always remembered, uh, what the C- the former CEO of Apple, Steve Jobs, 
Oh, yeah. Making a comment in a keynote <laughs> about amateur hour, right? Yep, yep. There's this great, um, the the uh, No Agenda show has this great, great audio thing. And man, man, we, someone out there, maybe we can steal it from it for us uh, and clip it and send it over. It's it's a uh, it's a very appro- a very appropriate clip to be played at this time. It's I, I won't say it. Those that listen to the show know the one I'm looking for. <laughs> that they could be played when 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 people are, you know. Uh, just I'll I'll be quiet right now. Someone that's listening to the show will know the clip I'm looking for and will send it to me, and then we'll play it on a future show. <laughs> can I be Can I be obtuse enough to or, or obscure yes. enough? <laughs> Todd, did you see the article that Brian Berletta wrote? Uh, I think it was the 24th, so it was what yesterday. Um, talking about Apple. Yeah, and we talked about that on this show. About no, no, his comment in here about um, how he thinks that auto downloads yeah. should have been removed. Yeah. yeah, we talked about that in the show. Oh, did we? Okay. Yeah, remember we talked about it was a, it was a, it was a interesting insight. Yeah. Okay, let's back up. Since the beginning of time, since podcasting begun. We do not know if they actually listen to the show. Okay. Right. From the beginning. How have we been able to determine if they listen to the show? Well, the, when the Apple podcast app came along, as history would say, if you didn't listen to a show after three, four, five times, the app would stop auto downloading. And right. then you would have to tell it to resume downloading on right. the episode you wanted to do. Yeah. That is the case today. But for a short period of time, there was a bug in podcast land where it didn't auto-download anything. Right. So people saw their numbers. And we talked about this on the show. People saw their numbers drop a little bit. Some mm-hmm. saw their numbers drop a little bit. This is the mm-hmm. kicker. This is the kicker here. Because I, I have the master list. <laughs> Some shows saw a drop. And, um, it really boils down to is those, that drop really kind of is equivalent to maybe no one's really listening to those downloaded episodes. Yeah. But, and this is where I have contention. Oftentimes, um, I will listen in spurts. So as an example, I will go two, three weeks before I listen to, I do like a catch-up spurt for a podcast that's maybe 10, 15, 20 minutes long. I'll listen to them consecutively, just like Netflix. Bing, 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 bing. They have downloaded and they've set in my device and then I get on an airplane or I get on a road trip and I'll, I'll play two or three, four episodes consecutively of the single show. And I think a lot of people still consume the media that way. Right. So what if during that period, I was not binge listening to a show, mm-hmm. then there's a certain amount of those that would not, that I would have listened to that would have been pre-downloaded that wouldn't have, I would, in other words, I would have got to them at some point. 
not, not everyone listens to a show immediately. My, my podcast has to be listened to immediately. Has to. Or in 96 hours, it's the, the content's old. Other well, shows, it's news, it's news type. Content, so other right. shows, I know I don't have to rush to listen to. I know I can listen to them when I want to. I don't typically get way, way behind, but I could be a month behind on listening to, to podcasts. And in advertising and podcast advertising, we see something very interesting that Brian should take into account. Is typically when you're doing, and maybe you know, these companies that do a 30 day buy always say they're screwing themselves because the wake podcasts are really consumed is, is not necessarily the way radio's consumed. Radio is listened right. to now. If we produce this show tomorrow, people will listen to this show two weeks from now. Right. So I, I always tell when we start advertising campaigns, what do we see for the first on host read endorsed advertising? That the ad's built in, it's not being ad inserted. What we see is response to those ads takes about two weeks to come up on target. And mm-hmm. then it le- then there's about two weeks lead. Now the outage was longer, the Apple bug was longer. So, mm-hmm. but still, most people are not how many if you guys think about it, the, listen to podcasts right now, how how often are you anxiously waiting to listen to a show or do you have a specific time and place that you listen to a podcast? I I do. I listen to certain shows at certain times, certain places. Mm -hmm. So, so there's no, there's, there's two ways to look at it, but yeah, it's true. It was, it was, you know, people should have a little bit of a raised eyebrow. Be careful what you wish for though. Right. So if we shut off auto downloading, then, Advertising is going to have to change. Advertising deals are not going to perform as well. Or maybe they'll perform just as good as they have. Well, yeah. Or, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think it's a, it complicates the issue. But in some ways, I think the case that Brian was making was more, you know, it it displays an intent to listen right, to what his right. argument is. Yeah. Right. And, and that given, given that podcasting, um, is a progressive download medium, um, getting rid of the auto download feature basically forces the listener to take action at the beginning to consume the content, not have it just show up. And because the auto download feature really in the early days of podcasting was done for Mm-hmm. Different reasons yeah. than what we're talking about today, um, but it, you know, fundamentally though, it's the same. It's time shifted consumption, yeah, right. Um, but the assumption was is that the device that you were listening on uh, didn't always have an always connected experience on it. And well. I think what's <laughs> happened over the the years is is that more and more of our devices have had more and more connectivity, connectivity yeah. right? Sure. So the the utility of having that that download to store to playback later kind of is diminished, right? Well, we've, we've seen it diminish right. for years, right? We've right. seen that curve of, of people that I call it active playing. It's kind of the yeah. term I use. They actively click play and, right. but again, even that, 
there's no guarantee because some devices, when you click play, will download the whole episode within a couple of minutes. Right. There's only a segment of devices that actually truly chunk it, chunk it, chunk it, chunk it, chunk it. So, right. you know, you know, truth be told, there's doesn't mean that they're still listening to the show. They may, maybe they listened for the first 10 minutes, but they did, they did click play, but. So and I kind of wonder if the, this, this discussion is really seeded by the bigger agenda, which is getting rid of downloads. Of course, entirely. of course. Right. So auto downloads is at an extreme, but I haven't heard the, the, you know, Brian and others talk about getting rid of downloads um, to a device entirely, right? Which you would think would be kind of the other component to this. So I don't know what we're seeing around people that are just manually downloading. Um, you know, the, the auto download is probably still taking the, the largest, largest share mm. of the store and playback. Kind I don't of think thing, so. Right? I don't think you so. You don't think so? It's still bigger? Or I still... think active play is bigger now than people that no, are actually I... auto downloading. Right. No, but I'm just talking about somebody that would download the episode, activate the download to have it store on your device, not so much be auto download. Oh, just manually download it. I, I haven't seen anybody talk about the only, the only ones, the only ones I manually download are the ones when Apple tells me, Oh, by the way, you haven't listened to this show for five times. Do you really want to start redownloading? That's the only time I initiate redownload. Right. Right. And and that triggers the auto download. Right. Cause then, well, and it only does it on one file. You have to, if you want the previous episodes, you got to go click, 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 click. to get them. Yeah. And right. that's oftentimes when I'm sitting, getting ready to get on an airplane or, you know, go on a road trip where I live, where, where my compound is, where I call it the compound, mm -hmm. where my loft is at, T-Mobile sucks. So if I didn't have Wi-Fi, there would be no on-demand connectivity. And, it, and even then it's horrible. So. Again, I'm an I'm an outlier because I'm in live in rural America, right? And come on, Elon Musk with Starlink, please hurry the heck up. Brian also used the contention that um, when Apple had their their download bug, right, their auto download bug, mm -hmm. that that the downloads dropped thirty one percent. And yeah. his his automatic contention was is that well that must be all the auto downloads. And I'm not sure that that's really true. We didn't see thirty one percent. Right, because yeah, I it that's a that's a too big of a number. It, here here's the thing. If, oh, if you're the if you're only promoting Apple Podcasts on your show, maybe it was thirty one percent. But the a smart podcaster has many options for a listener right. to subscribe and listen to their show. Right. Right. Well, unless you're exclusive. My, yeah, my show, my tech show right. is about 50% are subscribed via Apple podcasts. Right. The other 50 are everywhere else. So most show, there's a lot. I'm shocked oftentimes when I go kind of snooping around looking at stats. There are shows that have 80, 90% of their downloads strictly on Apple podcasts. And it's any, if you look at their show site, it's very obvious why that's the only thing they're promoting. So. We've also done a bad job as podcasters of giving our listeners diverse listening opportunities and shoehorning them into specific platforms. Yeah. 
you know, be careful what you wish for. You want to shut the download off? Well, okay. It doesn't change very much. But what it does do is it changes the the notion that we are time-shifted content consumption to more linear in nature. It's still kind of time-shifted, but it's, you know, it's, I, I guess people don't use DVRs anymore because there's so much stuff available on Netflix and YouTube and people just listen not go watch stuff on demand. Maybe they listen stuff on demand. You know, times have changed for sure from consumption standpoint. Total. So I found another article that, that was written here too, um, by Julika Williams, um, saying that the download podcasting's metric king gets dethroned. So this, uh, I don't know what the date was. It doesn't have a date on here, but the quote in here is measuring podcast success and setting advertising rates on a faulty CPM formula built on an inflated unit of measure could lead to serious consequences, maybe even <laughs> a analytics bubble. <laughs> oh, how far we've come. Yes. All right. <laughs> well, it's the desire to, <gasps> to, I mean, I can see where it's coming from, from a good place, right? Yeah. Um, there is too much ambiguity in podcast metrics, uh, there shouldn't be, well, I mean, it's, it's, you know, did people listen? Did they not listen? I keep hearing this all the time, right? Yeah. That the ad buyers want to buy on impressions. They want to buy audience. (laughs) They want to buy listens. They want to buy, nobody wants, nobody wants to have anything to do with downloads, but yet they still all bill on downloads. Right. Of course. Right. Because, (laughs) We haven't invented or innovated our way out of this dilemma, Todd. So, you know, that's, that's the struggle and, and people keep thinking about this from a theoretical perspective instead of looking at it from a, a technical technology reality based outlook. So here's the deal. They want to bill on impressions and on listens or whatever, whatever we want to call it. They don't call it download then what they have to do, what they have to do is if they get a thousand downloads and they have to take, they have to bill on less than that. They have to bill on a number that's below 1000. The old saying, be careful what you wish for. They have like it. (laughs) They have to bill because there's no such thing as an imaginary listen or impression. So if you had a thousand downloads and you don't know who listened to your show and you're going to say, I'm going to do this on audience impression and listens, then you come up with a formula and I'm going to just give you one. Let's use 31%. Let's use 31%. And now you can only bill for, for 690 impressions. Someone tell me I'm wrong. I think somebody tried that, Todd. I think it was podcast one. No, 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 no. Well, oh, no, no, no. The difference between podcast one, Rob, was they took a thousand downloads and they multiplied by six and they said, we got 6,000 impressions on 1,000 downloads. Now, who? okay. No, 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 no. 
the the principle when I was there, unfortunately, was <laughs> the filtering was done by a survey data, as you recall, oh. right, of a percentage of what the survey data told what the us survey says was was how much of that audio show was listened to, mm. right. So that's what the filter was for the metric. So you take raw log data, right, which is like six or ten times inflated, and you apply this this listening metric yep. of eighty five percent in the in a what a seventy two hour you window. Take, you take an IEB right. measured. You take an IEB filtered number. Right. Please, please, anyone out there, let me get my money out. All right. I mean, okay, so here here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. 20, 40, 60, 80, 100 dollars. Here's a hundred dollars. Right. All right, here's a hundred. I'm showing it on the show. Wow. All right. So there's a hundred bucks. Now, we're gonna put it right here. Put it right up on the monitor. Someone tell me how if you have a thousand measured downloads, how you can bill for more, more in any possible scenario for more than a thousand. How can you bill for more than a thousand if you only had, only had 1,000 downloads, qualified downloads? Is to count uh, the, the ads that are supposedly heard okay no 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 hold on hold on okay so let's say you have one ad in the show and you had just okay just one ad ad, like four or five nope you had one ad pre-roll mid-roll i don't care how do you bill for more than one thousand let's okay how some how do you get to five hundred five thousand impressions on a thousand downloads how do you how do you get there you have to have uh Ads? No, 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 ads? no, 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 no. You have one okay. ad. How do you how do you get to five thousand impressions that you can bill on those thousand downloads? Oh, well, you inflate the numbers. Oh, so if we have a flawed system, according to this blog post, mm-hmm. then they have to take less. They have to take less. <laughs> yeah. I they, think some some ad agencies have been discounting what they're willing to pay on CPMs to certain networks for this same dilemma. So someone that's put, been going on for for years now. Here's here's the hundred dollars. So how do you bill if you had a thousand downloads? Right. All right, a thousand a thousand plays, whatever we want to call it. The log file said there was a that media got a thousand downloads. And if we're so wrong, how do you bill for more? And if someone can tell me that and prove science wrong, that, you know, here's a five, six, how many years ago did we start the IB stuff? I believe it was 2014. We had some people in that initial uh, discussions that, we're saying exactly what I'm saying today. They were, they were extrapolating out. 
this data. And we basically, you, you, you can't, you can't beat the log data. You can't. You throw out the bots, throw out the duplicates. You know, you just, I don't care if you count even for, okay, let's say that someone comes into my office and there's 10 people in here. They're all connected to my Wi-Fi. And they say, hey, I want you to all subscribe to the new media show and download the last five episodes. Mm -hmm. Yep, there's going to, within a 24-hour period, there will be some under-reporting. But right. Charlie has a Samsung. Tony has a, an, an Apple phone. Someone else is, in their, one's using Pocket uh, Cast. One's using Overcast. One's using Apple Podcast. So really, the the numbers aren't that different because right. we've got different devices. So in, in the end, <laughs> you, you can't get much over, you know, <laughs> okay. I'm just, I mean, Todd, in some ways, this whole debate conversation, I can't um, <laughs> maybe made mute mute in the future. Mute, mute, mute. How's it going to be made mute? mute? Um, by listener privacy. True, but th let me throw one more at you. All right, let's say you're going to do some sort of play. You're going to have some prey or impression mechanism you're going to build to. Right. And that 1,000 now has turned into 700. You've been billing for years for 1,000. That 700 then all of a sudden means... Guess what it means, Rob? It's an amazing thing. The same thing we talked about during podcast measurement guidelines was that now the content's about more valuable because it's been delivering at a performance you were expecting. You're paying for a thousand, delivering seven hundred, and getting the performance of a thousand. So now the the average values more. So now we tell the advertiser, okay, we're going to only measure on impressions. So what was a thousand is now seven hundred. So now you're going to pay forty five instead of thirty five. Because we were delivering value to you and what you thought was great results at 35, but we were over-reporting by 300. So now that we're lowered our reporting, we're going to up the rate. How's that going to work right. out? Right. Well, Todd, I mean, this whole conversation also <laughs> leads into to questioning even the IAB's metric standard of counting a full download, right? So, even though... There's only 60 seconds of content that's been downloaded. Remember, that's right? that's the minimum counting. I, no, I understand that. I I understand that, but there is if a, you do a show mm -hmm. that's 60 seconds long, mm -hmm. you, you may or may not get counted. First of all, but 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 it also means that let's say a person listened to 60 seconds and then turned it off. Sure. So there is this, you know, there's so many issues with this, <laughs> yeah, right? that go both ends of the spectrum. I mean, you could say to the IAB metric standard, well, we're not going to count a download until the whole damn thing is downloaded. Some of us don't. Yeah. Not 60 seconds worth of data, right? Which is what the metric standard S says. Some of us count partials. Some of us know when right. a well, file. Partials Partials can only be wedged back against how much total data there were, there is, right, in the file versus how much data was actually downloaded of the file before the 
transfer stopped, right? And you can probably back into the number of how many minutes into the content that was, but it has nothing to do with how much was listened to. Exactly. You still don't know if it's been listened to. So, because <laughs> there's no mapping for that. Guess where that data comes from? That comes from the listening platforms. Right. And guess what? Guess what? Who's, is you think we're going to, Rob. Would all you, would all you, these are pointing back to the listening platform. All these issues. Rob, would you like to have right. client side data? Yes. Everyone yes, would love to have would love to have it. Because then this, that's the answer to all these problems. All of this. But guess what? We're not going to get it. <laughs> well, I think, we, I think as an industry, we need to all put a lot of pressure We're on not. figuring out a way to get it. <laughs> okay. Go tell Marco Arment that. I'm happy to. I'm gonna I'm gonna get him on this show and justify his position on that. If 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 listeners' privacy are we can protect listener by privacy by the law yeah. by the law. There's no reason why we can't have that data. Apple will never. Well, same with Apple. They will never, ever, okay. ever give their mantra is they don't want listeners to be tracked. That doesn't have nothing to do with tracking. Let's say we could absolutely, un Apple today, right. right this second, could put together an API right. and could give us anonymized play data for every single play that happens on right. Apple Podcasts. They could right. give us that client data back. They could today, but they yeah. will never, ever, 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 ever do that. Okay. Well, there's going to have to be a price to pay for that. Yeah. The price. The, <laughs> yes, there is. Mm -hmm. Guess what? Suck it up, Buttercup. You've got the IB podcast measurement guidelines. You bill by that and make or break yourself, or you bill less based upon listener impressions. And anyone that says I can, I get a thousand downloads. I can bill for two thousand impressions. Please come on this show and justify to me how you get to that number. Right. And the more of us in the industry that push for this from, to get client side data from the listening apps in an anonymized way that is respectful of listener privacy, the more pressure that's going to be put on Apple to figure out a way to do it. They'll never do it. Uh, that may be the case. They'll I, never do it. Right. Right. And I think that there's many, many in the industry and feel the same way, but you know, But we're never going to get over this discussion around <laughs> downloads. Rob, we've been talking about this for 10 years. Well, probably longer Same than that. Same thing. Been, I mean, I started out in this medium streaming. Right. I mean, real streaming. Yeah. I mean, not this yeah. aggressive download garbage. Right. So, and and I saw what that was able to provide. Sure. Um, <laughs> it provides. And, right. And the radio industry pushes for this too. You know, and I'm hearing more, more and more, Todd, that the that the radio industry is really pushing for programmatic, um, ad, ad ad buying and buying across huge numbers of shows. Because there's an inventory shortage right now. I know, and I I <laughs> I'm hearing that there is a big platform, radio related platform that's that's. Uh, Basically enabling ad buys across 200,000 podcasts right now. 
So I don't know how that's really working, but I don't think the numbers that I mean, high. There's there's barely that many active podcasts right in, in the space, so it, it's a little hard to understand unless some of these are not really true podcasts. Mm-hmm. But but I'm hearing big numbers getting thrown around, and I'm like, maybe I should question that, but I I don't know, you know. But anyway, so I, it's I'm getting tired of this battle around it's downloads. Not a, I'm not battling it. I'm just I'm just hanging. I'm watching long for the ride. And guess what? the The beauty about this is there's at least there's at least fifty percent of active podcasters that they don't care. They don't care about about monetization. What do they care about? They yeah, care about a, this growing is much their show bigger. This is much bigger than just a conversation about monetization. This is, you know, if if things go down the way they might with the listener privacy crackdowns, mm-hmm. um, oh. you know, we may get cut off from getting any data on how big your audience is. True. So maybe you know, again, Rob, you're, quit projecting. I, I, again, I know, but that's what we're supposed to do on this show, Todd. We're uh, supposed I know. to raise concerns. So, all right, you, we know you're listening. If you go down the road, hypothetically, and you're going to anonymize all podcast traffic going into your device, mm-hmm. then I'm with Rob. We're going to be like, hey, 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 um, the content doesn't, okay. Set my business aside. Set set Rob's business aside. Right. We're here as creators. Right. Right. We love our stats. If we get if our if we're cut off, then our livelihood is affected. Potentially. Our ability and motivation to create content is cut off. If, if a podcaster, what is po- podcasters are, I have podcasters that come into our stat system, they hit refresh every 30 seconds. Refresh on the page, refresh on the page. All day long, they're hitting refresh on the page. Coming back every 15 minutes, hit refresh. If podcasters are cut off from their statistics, it, it, it's, it's, it's got a bigger ramification than privacy. It's got a ramification. There's going to be fewer shows. People. Well, there's going to be fewer shows and the, the shows that will exist will be behind paywall platforms. And the, and the, and the space, the space will be forever decimated. So, I mean, unless you're okay with losing the, the significance of RSS open distribution, because that's, what's under threat here is that ultimately the, the distribution of this audio content will no longer be podcasts. It'll just be audio content that'll be available on these big proprietary platforms that are able to adhere to the privacy laws. And then, and then those big platforms will say, well, we don't, that show's cluttering us up. That show's cluttering us up. We don't want that one. And oh, yeah, they're talking about something that doesn't comply to our, our particular standards on content. Oh, we already know who the biggest slasher of content in that regard is. So, Right. You know, they'll say, up, 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 Cop- up, up, Copyright up, violations. I mean, up, I mean, you up. just go down the list of 
and and so this has much bigger ramifications than Tata Rob's business in providing stats. The trickle down effect is going to be very bad. Yeah. So I mean, what we're trying to communicate here is just the the extrapolation of what we're seeing happen. You know really outside of the podcasting industry that's making this happen. It's not really being necessarily driven by anybody in the podcast industry, even though I think some of the big players in the industry are going to benefit from it. Yeah. It's your choice out there, Apple. We can either fight it or we we just roll over and let it roll us over. Right. Again, I, we're you know we're 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 speculating that you might do this. Well, I don't know. Well, yeah, I guess it's the it's the not doing it. I don't want to cry. I don't want to get Which, podcasters freaking out. I don't want you know because you guys are just crying wolf. I don't want to. Well, well, it's sharing uh, just basic down you know listener activity, right? Yeah. Because I'm going to be kind of honest, Apple, your, your stats still kind of suck. <laughs> you know, that, that dashboard. Well, that concerns <laughs> me too, Todd. I mean, we're given the keys to these guys, and these guys aren't really responsible with it at this point. They're not IAB compliant, typically. It's just, if the stats were more on parity, I would have less... Right. Heartburn, less but, concerns, right? But the stats kind of suck. Yeah. So, well, it's not a priority to them. Why? Oh, why I know. The, I mean, that's been our job, right? Is to be the the hosting platforms are the ones that are really, you know, have been charged with this responsibility. And with these privacy changes, it may take us out of the stats business. Well, there's a way to do this without killing it. You know, do we need all the octos of the IP? No, we don't need all the octos of the IP to figure out, you know, the, it, we can, we can adjust for having a few less octals. So example, 192.168.1.2. Is that enough? Is that all we need? Is, is, is that enough to anonymize? Right. You know, if I, if I don't have, or dot one, if I don't have a subset of 99 octals or something like that, is, 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 is that enough anonymizing? So it still gets me in the ballpark of where that traffic's coming from. And I can probably do enough of manipulation of the spec to overcome and account for, cause we're going to be able to hit, look at old new data. We're going to see how the numbers change if we have, but if you start, if you anonymize the whole IP, uh, game over. If everyone comes out of Apple at 255, 255, 255, 255, it's game over for stats. Well, what we'll be forced to do is we'll be forced to count every one of those and just put a number on it. We won't, there'll be no more filtering. It'll be major inflation. Because we'll just count. Well, maybe not. Well, actually, Rob. I don't think you would have to. I don't think that it would be default inflated. I think we'd just be using a different, um, like, hash or something like that to to report back to the server, right? Well, I, you know, if you think about, you know, we've done, you know, when I can pull 
data and basically we know and and I, I okay so don't quote me on this but like if we look at 30 days worth of activity on a single episode it's like and again looking at 30 days not 24 hours but looking at 30 days you know mm-hmm. we see that see an ip a second a unique ip so let's say 192.168.1.250 and and if we see 192.168.1.250 a second time for that same episode that is like such a i think it used to be like 13% or something like that it was low that we would see that ip a second time now a third time it was like 2 3% that we'd see that IP a third time over a 30 day period of time. So, so in, in that regard, um, even though we're not allowed to count the same IP twice or three times, whatever the rule is, again, I'm, I, I don't want to quote the spec here because I don't have it in front of me and it's been a while since I looked at it, but we have rules on how many times we can count an IP within a 24 hour period of time. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember what that is once or twice, something like that. Right, exactly. And I think it's a once. Again, those of you that are reading the spec every day, you you can come and tell me, but or go read it yourself. Um, we that that is not really a big filtering factor because we don't see that IP again. We don't see it come back and get the same episode again. Small a small percentage of the time. So if if I had as an example if I had a thousand downloads and we see an IP come in a second time on 13% and that raises the number to 1,130 downloads, I've counted it twice in the scheme of things. Is that really going to make an impact? If you're dealing with millions of downloads, maybe, but you know, again, if we're looking at 24 hour window and we've expanded it out to 30 days and looked at, the repeat traffic. So I think that, you know, we'll find a way to report the data, but we don't have to go to extremes of making it all the same IP. Octal it down and we'll be okay. Or what we, what I should ask Angelo to run is how many times we see an IP within a segment. So that 256 segment, that's what we need to have run, Rob. Just run the log file and say, okay, if the IP was 72-3-46, how many times did we see IPs on a single episode within that 256 block? How many times did we see a download on that episode in that, that, that range? Mm-hmm. Now, when it gets into IPv6, then it's a whole nother animal. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to ask, ask about how this all plays into IPv6 because I don't believe that too many people are, are well, I guess there's a growing list of people that are starting to support IPv6 and that presents a, a interesting challenge uh, for platforms that are doing advertising. I can't talk to, I don't think it's been made public, some studies, some podcasting companies have done uh, but what really what we have found even with IPv6 data is even though one, some of those octals, and again, probably I'm not using the right word. So again, I'm not like 
super geek, so don't right blast what's, on me here. But the, but an ice. Yeah. So let me let me get an yeah, example go, here. Go ahead. What does an IPv6 address look like? Okay, here we go. So an IPv address looks something like this. It's like 2001 semicolon 0DB8 semicolon 8583 semicolon 000 semicolon 000 semicolon 8A2E semicolon 0370 semicolon 7334. Okay, so that's an IPv6. Todd, we should probably define for people what, what IPv6 is. We've been mainly... Hexadecimal digits in each group re represents 16 bits. Yeah, it's an IP address. <laughs> it's an IP it's address, yeah. Longer and longer. Right. right. And um, again, you can go Google this. And so, what one company has done is they are on IPv6 and they've been looking at IPv6s are really designed, were designed so that. The original thought process is that your phone would get an IPv6 address and you would keep it forever. Well, that's not how no. it's been implemented. It's been implemented. You might have 24 IPv6 addresses within a 24-hour period or more, maybe 100, right. maybe 200. Right. So what does that do when you start downloading an episode and your IPv6 address changes three times during the day or 10 times or 100 times, and you've come back to that episode and listened a little, 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 then really what it could end up looking like is five downloads. But, right. but the study that was done is that an octet, again, I think I'm using the right word, certain number octets in, so the, the let's as example that big number I just gave you. What they found in this, and again I'm paraphrasing the study, is that at a certain point, let's say 2001 zero db eight eight five eight three four zeros four zeros eight two e eight that number stayed the same, and the only thing changed was the last two octets. So even though you were getting a new one, it was really kind of the same way when you're moving around in your neighborhood with your cell phone. Your IP changes just a little, maybe, change towers, but it stays pretty close to the subset you were in. So Yeah, but you only you don't want to only look at those last two. Right. That's you're not just looking at that, you're looking at the type right. of you know, the, the Apple Podcast, you know, whatever it's you know, whatever's pulling the data. Right. Well, and, because more digits can change right. over time, right? So, so you want to be looking at all of them. So they did a study where they basically started backing out and saying, okay, what if we random, what if we didn't count the last two octets or three octets or whatever it was? What does that do in a AB comparison when they had IPv4 data overlaid with IPv6? And there's a solution there to get there to right. count. Right. And, um, but it does add another level of um, uh, metrics processing. Oh yeah, <sighs> it's a whole other level of cost structure for people trying to track this stuff too. So because you're having to filter out stuff, you're having to combine things and then map things. You know, yeah. so 
there's another layer to this mm-hmm. going from the IPv4 to IPv6. And actually, most of the podcast hosting platforms out there, and what's interesting is that most of the ones that are not supporting IPv6 are the ones that are doing the most advertising. Um, if you look at the list, at least as of 2020, so which is about a year ago or so, um, most of the really big platforms in podcasting don't support well, um, IPv6 I right think we're now. just, you know, if we just focus on stats, not worry about the advertising piece, you well, know, yeah. as long as we're, you yeah. know, this, well, I mean, it's stats. There's, right. the, you know, there is a solution here um, to be able to still provide good stats and be able to, in my opinion, IPv4 addresses are PII. Blueberry takes that as a, yeah. we believe an IPv4 address is PII. And is it, when it's connected to the right database, it... But it, is a IPv6 IP considered PI? I can't answer that at this PI point. PI information. I can't. But if Apple is... Re, is Going back to the Apple discussion, if Apple is concerned and if they have taken on the same mantra that an IPv4 address is PII, if, they, if they've decided that, then let's just, let's, let's, we can fix the IPv4 thing without going to draconian measures of giving everyone the same IP address when it runs through their great their uh their um well the word i'm trying to come up with here is uh uh you can buy these all over the place when you're on international travel so you can still listen to netflix uh vpn not is that the right word uh no 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 not vpn uh someone will help me what do you uh it's basically when you anonymize yourself on the internet um it's basically what apple's doing is they're putting a uh Maybe, but maybe it is a VPN, not a VPN. Well, I mean, it's essentially, it accomplishes the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, VPN, yeah. Right. So maybe that's the word I was actually looking for, but. Yeah, it creates a, a private tunnel that's based mm-hmm. on, based on encryption. So there's no way to detect an exchange of information. So if we're just trying to protect PII, we can still feed the content creator, the data they need to grow their show and support their show. Right. Without going to draconian measures of anonymizing everything, but it goes back to, you know, you know, and here's the kicker of it: Apple's got all this information. <laughs> you don't, you don't think that they they know everything? <laughs> they know who you are. <laughs> you know, yeah. they they know well, everything. Because you've been able to opt into their terms of service. <laughs> they, they know everything. To, right, right, right. <laughs> and and I was rudely informed that all apps because there's some sort of identifier the app people that have apps aren't going to be affected too much either oh crap i forgot to put my phone on oh when somebody dialed in yeah yeah i was just uh <laughs> seeing an article uh, talking about how if a podcast host is not supporting ipv6 which Many of the podcast hosting platforms, the the names that are most probably most familiar to you are not currently, at least as of 2020. Um, 
you are likely losing the tracking of listeners that are that are in emerging markets. That would be like in Africa and those kinds, because a lot of the listening apps that are used outside of the U.S. and those emerging markets are um, are supporting IPv6. So there's kind of like this feeling that somehow those shows are not being tracked in the, in the proper way. So we don't really know sometimes what the proper listening is that's coming out of these emerging markets around the world. So I don't know. Well, I'll contend your content is making it into those platforms. Right. It just may not be tracked the same. accurately. Right. So yeah. I, I, you know, we'll see um, where this goes and, you know, and if this anonymizing and elimination of access to IP addresses becomes standard practice across the industry, then this whole IPv6 issue for <laughs> goes podcast away. hosting platforms is is completely irrelevant, right? You know, at that point, because so, we can't see any of it. So, and it's almost like there's some people chomping at the bit, hoping this happens. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why, Todd. Hmm. Mm. It's, I'll let you as a listener speculate who who benefits from this. Yeah. I think we've mentioned it a few times already, so it shouldn't be a surprise. Again, it's about control. It's about gatekeepers. It's yeah, about that's that's the direction we're going right now. Well. Some it doesn't of the, again, have to turn out like this, I, but it certainly seems like it might. Again, so just we're clear, some of this is speculation. Nothing has been announced. Well, you can feel it. No, I, I don't believe that. I, I'm going to stay positive on this one. No, I'm not. I'm not being pessimistic. I'm just. I'm just feeling the beginnings of something. No, right? the, no right. one has has give any indication. That this is going well, to Apple's happen. Apple's the one that's really, really pushing. Apple pushing. has not given any indication that they're going to do anything further than what they have talked about already. Because I, they're, they're not okay. Oh, to, to work at Apple, you got to be pretty doggone smart. The okay, so you're <laughs> you're talking about their recent announcement about their their iCloud, right? So they so, announced that. Okay, right. That is right. what it is. But they're, they're, you know, let's, people would think that they run in a vacuum. They don't. They're, they got a bunch of smart people over there. Really smart people. listen to this show too, so. And and I'm not, I'm not pandering to them. They are smart people that are working over there. Okay. You know, you're not, you don't go to work at, at Apple and, and not have some chops. You know, you don't get through their process. That just doesn't happen. So they know. It's the same at Apple, the same at Google. I mean, yeah, the they, same at Apple, Google. They all these they know what we're talking about here. They know potentially the ramifications of these changes it can have to creators. So yeah. all we're here to do is just do a little bit of boom, 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 boom. You know, reminding them. Well, and also point out to the to the greater podcast industry of some things that we need to be maybe paying attention to a little bit more that could put a little pressure on some of these platforms to do the right thing, whatever that is. Right. I'm not saying what the right thing is to do entirely. I'm just saying, 
Um, can't just be all about, well, from a podcaster perspective, it can't just be all about what's best for those platforms, right? Follow the money. <laughs> but yeah, so market pressures have to pressure these companies to but Keep Rob, we have podcasting a, what 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 it is that we want it to be. We have a right. in the scheme of things, we have a small, and I call them Akamai. That's a word I like to use. It. We have a very astute audience that listen to this show, and take what we say and take bits and pieces of it and say, "Hmm." And so, as you're listening to this show and you're thinking about what we're talking about here, then what you need to do is as you're in your day and day and talking to other podcasters, you need to be like, Hey, you know, maybe you need to listen to the show or explain it in the way, you know, best. And if you don't send question to us and we'll try to answer it, cause we're not the best in describing this. And I can't say that I am absolutely 100% correct in all the terminology I use all the time. Anyway, I try to be, we try to be as accurate as possible. I'm sure some people will say, no, you're wrong. Well, there's certainly lots of people out there that are more knowledgeable on this stuff right. in, in, in various aspects of it. I guess what we like to do on this show is just kind of bring the concepts together to paint a, a picture that's easier to understand, hopefully. And I will say this. Um, right. I think I can say this without I, – I volunteered for a specific group to talk about privacy uh, within the IEB. Mm-hmm. I can't talk about what we're going to talk about or who's on it or anything like that. But I say I'm participating to talk about some of these issues and formulate, hopefully, some some strategy. And I'll leave it at that. And so it is a concern. And I, I think that we're all just, you know, trying to figure out what we're going to do. and. If this does come to fruition, so that we're not flat-footed, Todd, does this mean that uh, we're of the of a consensus here that um, what what Brian tried to do over at National Public Radio with the uh, with the RAD program was not such a bad idea? Hey, you, we <laughs> never said. I never said RAD right. was bad. Right. I think just the approach was not great. Yeah. I think that's fair. But yeah. in in the end with Rad here here's here, okay, it's they they face the same dilemma that the podcast 2.0 people faced are right. facing adoption. Adoption adoption adoption. You don't get broad adoption. If we try to implement Rad today, if we took rad, pick rad back up, put it back on the table, it faces the same issues it did then that it would now because we're going to go to Pocket Cast, we're going to go to Overcast, we're going to go to all the podcast apps and say, please, pretty, 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 please, will you single, sing, uh, single, like a signal, transmit, broadcast, ping us back? When someone hits play and put stop. Can you please, pretty, 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 please do that? Yeah. And then <laughs> I believe that program basically was having us upload all of the insertion points in the content. Right? So 
so <laughs> okay and you know so if if i'm marco i'm like no <laughs> no i'm not playing ball i'm taking my three to five percent of global market share and i'm no i'm not doing it. Right. and it, all it takes is four five ten to say no <laughs> And then all we have is just a little, we're no better position than we were before because we're going to throw the Apple out. We'll throw Google out. We'll throw Spotify out. And then we'll end up with this little chunk right. <laughs> of maybe data that we get that we'll have to extrapolate into a story that we can already extrapolate in a story other ways. <laughs> I mean, as I recall, Pocket Cast didn't even support it. And, and, and it was owned by NPR. So, yeah. yeah. So uh, we ought to try to get them on and tell us backstory about that. I wonder if they're under NBA. <laughs> well, well, those folks are now owned by Automatic now, which is oh, the owner yeah. of WordPress, yeah. right? Yeah. So they're probably under NDA again, so they can't say anything anyway. But I don't know. I, we're, just, we're just trying to do good for the community and keep things moving here. And trying to look out for independent podcast creators so that you can continue to build and grow your shows. Yep, that's true. And if all this well, comes Todd, to uh, if this comes to all the fruition, Rob, then my my you know six months of dev time we're spending on doing what we're planning to do with stats would just flush it down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> that along with <laughs> compliance for. IEB certification, right? Yeah. Oh, and the, and the tens of thousands of dollars we've spent on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I might yeah. really put my head through a concrete wall. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, hopefully it doesn't come down to this, but um, let's App, just, Apple. Let's, let's let's do a call. We're ready. We're ready to have a chit chat. Let's stay vigilant <laughs> on this topic, right? Oh, so anyway, my. I think we've. We made it to the end, Todd. Oh, my gosh, we have. And we had a pretty good audience with us today. Some of you didn't check in and say hello. And our YouTube audience wasn't too bad either. No one said hello over there. So you guys are being shy. And we do take anonymous emails. Um, so if you've got a, a thought on this, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Now, here's the skinny, though, Rob. I I'm out next week. So. Okay. All right, that's fine. I leave for uh, ATD in uh, Salt Lake City on Saturday. Then I fly out Wednesday afternoon and go down to Dragon Con. I, it's, oh, that's right. It's going to be it's going to be like ten days straight where I have to live inside a mask. So that's just going to suck. <laughs> eight to ten. Yeah. Eight to ten hours. Of, and see, having I haven't had to you know I wear a mask to a store or whatever, but you know I haven't had or on an airplane, but I haven't had to be in a mask every day like you know like all early responders long. and all those other right. folks have, so i guess i get to to, to and some people are saying oh boo-hoo <laughs> right okay well next uh that's september 1st yeah so i don't get back so the next show will be uh on the 8th on the 8th right oh, um yeah right? the eighth. the next show will be eighth? the 8th Yep. So we'll and have... then I'm out of the pocket on the fifteenth. Oh, okay. So, so um, we can't do a show on the fifteenth either. So, All right. so we've gotten a little, a little break and work and work 
and uh, give some people some things to talk about. Right. So, and so we'll be back on the 8th, I believe. Yep. So good anonymous information is good. Feed us that mm-hmm. stuff. We happy to hear from you. Yeah. I'll see if I can get a, get a, an interesting guest on the eighth show. I know I've been saying that. I just need to pull the trigger. And I think if we have a little bit of gap here, I might be able to pull it together. All so. right. Sounds good. So everyone, thanks for being here. I'm Todd at blueberry.com at geek news. We want you to follow, subscribe to the new media show. Just go over to their website and, and smash that button. And you in uh, come over hit to the YouTube YouTube button. site as well, Rob. Hit that button, right? Hit the, smash that button that's and subscribe right. to our channel. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Wherever it's at. Yeah, right. Somewhere on the, on the below. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, I can be reached um, on Twitter as well if you want to find me over there at Rob Greenley, and you can send me an email if you want. Uh, Rob G at Lipson dot com. Uh, love to hear from you. Love to get your feedback. Love to get uh, some conversation going on this topic as we look to the future of podcast metrics and how we do all this stuff. Because there's just, I think it's great all of the discussion that's going on around this topic. I think it's all it, it, it's all great, and everybody is really kind of pointing out that there's some things for us to be um, working on here. And so. use in using the IB download spec. How do you get more than a thousand if you have a thousand downloads on IAB spec how do you get to a much higher plane number it's called on a calculator Todd you push whatever times. that number is times five <laughs> equals <laughs> all right everybody uh let's see if I can all right let's see if I can get us out of here uh yes. well I don't know what this one is well we'll no 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 not that one I'm in the wrong bank I'm not ready uh okay here we go ah well i this one might get us i'm gonna shut youtube down because we may get banned from youtube if i play this so uh, youtube you guys are leaving first uh see you later bye